Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Wow. Joining me tonight, Steve Classic and Mark Edge. One of the things I want to talk about is the FBI. Right. Uh, I've, I've said recently online. Do we have to? I mean, yeah. I've said recently online, <laughs> you know, something along the lines of abolish the FBI now. And, of course, many people are like, well, if you zoom out, you know, if you just abolish the whole thing, the FBI will. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But uh, the FBI is under particular scrutiny now for several things. One of them, of course, being the Crypto 6 trial. Uh, one of them being, of course, their influence in Twitter. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, the Twitterverse is all a, is all a flutter. FBI, right. Yeah. Uh, the, twi- the people on Twitter are shocked. That the FBI agents would be their sole job, not to find people doing illegal tweets, but to control the narrative by suggesting tweets that should be taken, uh, you know, people that swore an oath to the First Amendment and the rest of the Constitution uh, are out there saying, you can't say that here. That's not good. As if, like, it's just so weird. Why would the United States, well, excuse me, why would Twitter allow FBI agents to tell them what people should be able to say and not say? Tax breaks? It's a great question. And most of the time, it's just because they show up and flash some badges and say things like, hey, I'm with the FBI. Ooh. We're going to do this. And they go, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, don't lie to the FBI. Because it's the Milgram experiments, right? It's uh, well, You some, know, I'd like to address that, up. Steve. It's not don't lie to the FBI. It's don't talk to the FBI. Yeah, because well, yeah don't talk to them. The FBI <laughs> still lives in 1990 where we don't use, well, they use tape recorders. Or, you know, they use uh, digital recorders (laughs) to record interviews, unlike every other policing organization in the United States. They don't use phones. Which just goes ahead and records the conversation so that they know what the witness has said to them or whatever. The FBI just scribbles it down on a piece of paper. If they scribble it wrong, and then you contradict the wrong thing they scribbled, then you've lied to the FBI. And you're going to jail, Martha Stewart. No. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So you hear that, Martha? <laughs> I'm gonna call Martha, see if I can get her to sponsor yeah. the show. I just because you brought up Martha Stewart, I you know her and Snoop Dogg did did some some work together, amongst other things. Uh, I yeah. never saw that work. Uh, well, they've appeared on advertisements and such, oh, you okay. know, simultaneously. But yeah. I'm I'm thinking if I'm Snoop Dogg, Martha Stewart has to have made the best stoner snacks. Mark Edge. Yes, sir. You and I attended the Talkers Magazine, uh, what was the name of the event? The New Media, Se- well, like, they used to call it the New Media Seminar. Now they call it Talkers. It, it was, but it was an awards presentation slash, uh, what do you call it? Convention. Uh, convention, yes, yeah. thank you, for, for talk radio. And at that convention, uh, you and I met uh, a gal named Nikki Klein. Nikki yep. Klein is famous for being uh, Callie on the reboot Galactica, of right? Battlestar Galactica. Yep. And she's involved in some sort of a, I don't know how else to say it, in some sort of a, a sex cult thing where like whoever. She says it's definitely not a sex cult. Well, she says it's not. And like, but like, <laughs> this is what you'll read about. <laughs> Which I, I, by the way, am fully ready to do any interview where somebody starts off with, it's definitely not a sex cult. <laughs> you know, like. If you, if you start writing that that's down, true, yeah. write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> Free talk live. <laughs> 
definitely not a sex cult. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the FBI is involved with whatever that is, and there's a, a guy named, uh, I think his name is Kevin, who's uh, you know uh, been arrested and detained and that kind of thing, and they're trying to free him. Uh, and free Kevin. And there's been some uh, some backlash against the FBI as a result of that case. And I just want to play uh, this clip for everybody because we've been involved, at least watching the Crypto 6 case, and we see what the FBI has done. We know they've raided the studio and all that kind of stuff. We see what kind of chicanery that they're up to. Uh, they're also obviously under the gun now with the whole Twitter revelation and how involved they were with Twitter. So I this is just yet another piece of damning evidence against the FBI. 10 years, it is clear that the photos in this case were planted there. This is the most serious tampering of evidence that I've ever seen. It's inescapable that the FBI proactively created fake evidence. Data changed while I was in FBI custody. Uh, it was modified, it was altered. In 25 years of digital forensic investigations, five of which was with the FBI. This particular guy is a former FBI special agent. Everybody who is commenting here... Okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody who's commenting here is some official of some type or some other expert of some type in either forensics or evidence uh, or procedure, and they're all saying the same thing. The amount of technical ability and premeditation to perform this fraud in the case against Mr. Ranieri, I've never seen anything like that. When I first read the papers, that Mr. Ranieri uh, presented on tampering, I was shocked. I've never seen an instance where the system threw away its credibility purely for the purpose of convicting uh, a defendant. If it well, I mean, we have. <laughs> well, he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> that was a former Supreme Court justice, by the way. I will uh, defend the FBI in this circumstance and with uh, Free Talk Live. What? They haven't thrown away their credibility. They've been as honest as they can. It's just they've brought charges that... Uh, you know, of crimes Ian didn't commit, but they haven't lied about it. It's not like they said, "All right, we've trumped up some evidence, and here it is." Well, and- how about the uh, uh, way overkill use of force in raiding the studio? I mean, this was an yeah. FBI case headed by Phil Cristiano, as I understand it correctly. I, I don't have evidence of this; this is hearsay. But it's my understanding that this was his case, and we know that he's got kind of a vendetta against Ian Freeman. Uh, and so then this completely unreasonable use of force, This they called in multiple alphabet agencies and, you know, displayed what I can only convey as a military style offensive on this studio that we sit in here tonight. And cited a plastic sword as their one of their reasons. Right. Um, well, I'll address that. That's mass holes who are scared to death of guns raiding any house in New Hampshire, basically. There's your explanation. It, it still doesn't make it right. I'm not claiming it's right. right? You know, like the difference between what happened in the case that you're talking about here is absolute fabricated evidence. Yes. Like they just made up evidence wholesale. Yes. In the case of the Crypto Six, they haven't made up any evidence. They're just so trying far. to smear and do a variety of things. Nothing, nothing that is you know unprecedented in American history. Yeah. Right. Well, it's almost if you look at uh, you know the case against Alex Jones and where he's being sued for 
$2.65 trillion. Right. <laughs> or it was like a budget of the U.S. government. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when you when you put all that stuff uh, out, out there that, hey, this guy's getting sued for a lot of money, you better watch out. You better not say those things because look where it leads. It's it's an intimidation, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, somebody to make an example of. Right, right. right. Yeah. Straw man. Uh, and, and, like, I see parallels between, like, the Ross Ulbricht case and the Ian Freeman case, the Crypto 6 case. Mm. I see parallels in in sort of what's going on there. Um, To your point, Mark, I don't see as much railroading uh, at this point in the case as we saw with Ross Ulbricht, but it is certainly their desire to do so. They're just uh, a little more inept at it in this particular case for whatever reason. They also... So far, haven't produced anything that we can construe as fabricated evidence, with the exception of <laughs> how much tax does Ian owe? <laughs> That's completely fra- fabricated, 100%. The charges that were brought out, which was tax evasion, right? Like, they mm. brought in, an, uh, um, the, the, the prosecution brought in an, uh, an IRS agent, and it's like, well, we got to make these stick, because clearly this guy was evading taxes. And it's there's not the worst argument in the world for it. He went on uh, national radio year after year and said, I don't pay federal yeah. taxes. Now, does that reach the level of eva- uh, evasion? No, it doesn't. But what they tried to do is say this was the income level of the you know this guy had. Maybe they were right. I don't have any idea. Now they didn't give him any deductions or anything like that. And I think most importantly, they never contacted him once right. about owing money. They just charged him. Right. There's and no audit brought up. There's nothing. They, we we we, nothing. we don't do that in America. And that part is. Rather optimistic on their side, yeah. but I still don't think it reaches the level of this case that you're talking about right now, where they just made up right. stuff wholesale. Right. Well, yeah. and went to great lengths apparently to yeah. to make it up. Um, but to the to the point of the crypto six case, uh, uh, Ian's lawyer was quite savvy in getting this particular FBI agent to. Uh, answer the following question, which was, uh, so there's, what you're saying is that he may not owe anything at all. And she said, correct. Yes. So that's how fabricated that particular piece of evidence is, is that like, it's just this imaginary scenario of what might possibly be, but there's no facts or evidence to back it up other than their estimated numbers. Right. So... I want to hear just a little bit more from these people on this case. It could happen to a person who is educated, who is white, who has the complexion for acceptance, as I would say. None of us are safe. There's no need to fabricate evidence for a guilty man. We've got uh, Tom calling from New Mexico. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, I uh, wanted you guys to kind of touch on the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case. Uh, I watched the Netflix show um as like a series filthy rich mm-hmm. and they only touched on it at the end of the last episode but the townhouse that he had in new york um, i don't remember how many rooms but every room was wired for sound and video and the fbi when they raided it they took away uh, two you know like uh, ups style vans full of dvds and recordings vhs but there has never been any indictments or any talk not even a peep about you know who was there underage girls all that the reason that they haven't arrested anyone connection with uh, epstein or maxwell is because they are the ones that are connected 
to Epstein and Maxwell. One can only yeah. infer that, uh, and like, there's that's the only logical explanation that anyone can come to until right. they actually release the evidence. And so they must yeah, be afraid. Yeah, they must be afraid of what it's going to reveal. Uh, you'll note that uh, uh, Jelaine Maxwell convicted right now. Yep. Uh, of but we don't know of what really. Uh, I mean, we yeah, don't have. Yeah. Of, she was supposed to reveal everything of selling, you know, uh, underage prostitutes to question mark unnamed. Right. Like w- right. if if government just the names just the names of the people that have been publicized this pretty long list, and they haven't talked about any of them right let alone the ones that were there that we don't know about well the lists that have been publicized have been the flight logs right who flew right. to the island and back right and so right. that's that's pretty damning in and of itself but the fact that somebody has been convicted of selling people to other people and the buyers have not been named should tell you a whole lot about what your government thinks of quote the people unquote. Well, my my point is, is it's not just that, but it's telling about the FBI because the FBI hasn't said anything either. Right now, all the topics that you've just talked about with crypto, it's all kind of like wag the dog, trying to make a controversy, trying to make something that are people that are talking about that just distracts you. Mm-hmm. But there's really nothing there. Here, there's rock solid evidence. They have thousands and thousands of pieces of evidence. But yet there's nothing being talked about, no indictments, and all the stuff that like you're bringing up are all just fabrication. Yeah. And and like you say, they have all of this evidence, and of course n- no one can get at it. Uh, a FOIA request isn't going to get you anywhere. Mm. The uh, trick yeah. is, all you do is you get a 747, you manage to get these politicians to fly around with you. You give them three drinks at the bar at the 747. There's plenty of room you for this. You videotape them. Then the three drinks come out, and you're like, everybody's having fun. Then, ring, ring, you push the little secret button, the girls come out. Oh, what are these poles in the middle of the room? They they start dancing, right? Now, you've got three drinks in each of these guys. Even the ones who didn't drink... They've watched it, and they've let it go down. And then the girls start taking a guy back to you know one of the three bedrooms in the back of the Lolita Express, yep. you know, one at a time. Uh, the drinks keep flowing. You know, by the time you get to Botswana or where the heck you're flying on this thing, um, you know, you're seven, eight, nine drinks in. You're, you're pretty right. much anybody's three sheets to the wind right, at this right. point. Even if you have one drink on a plane, you're usually <laughs> and you've got these politicians bare butted into a seventeen year old prostitute. Yeah. You know, like all we're all supposed do. to be upset about the girls. I'm upset about this. Why isn't the NSA doing this in other countries? I yeah, mean, that's, where's that's my U.S. intelligence officer office money going? Go ahead, Tom. Right. That's that's the whole the whole idea. It's like it's all just washed under. And, and I and I'd really like to know how deep it goes. How many people in in what institutions have been corrupted? You know, at, at the Supreme Court level at the FBI level, the Department of Justice, you know. If you control a few judges, you control the whole nation. If you can make a few cases go one way or the other, that's it. That sets precedent. That's all you need. You know, you don't need the United States Supreme Court. You need just a few down the line. And by the way, if you can get a few, you can get lots. It's not hard. You know, men have been pretty predictable for the last 10,000 years. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I did hear there was kind of just a rumor that the U.S. Marshals wanted to get involved because they they were dealing with the human trafficking part of the Epstein issue, and they wanted there was kind of like a inter um, what do you call it? In between the two departments, there's a bickering about who has jurisdiction, and they wanted to take over some of this uh, evidence. No. But I hadn't heard any if anything came about of that. I'm not familiar with that. What I is, haven't heard about any dead U.S. Marshal agents. No. Um, I yeah. did, did you think Hillary Clinton? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I she, mean, I haven't heard her say anything about that. <laughs> I'm trying to get more friends into Bitcoin. Yeah. Or just any crypto. Just trying to educate people. And you know, I said, well, the, the best way to like for for an average person is to get the Cash App, right? Because you can buy Bitcoin, you can send it. Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know if there's an easier way to do it. For the yeah, average for the I, average PayPal, type I always person. recommend the uh, the Edge Wallet, which but I don't I haven't bought Bitcoin through it. Right, but but but, but your average you PayPal American, your average Venmo American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, the only time I used the Cash App was to uh, deal with a friend of mine who, you know, needs some financial help here and there. Yeah, yeah I don't use the Cash App. I don't use Venmo. Uh, I don't use PayPal. I've given up on PayPal and Venmo. Yeah, I, I, so. I don't use. I still have a PayPal account because. Every now and again, I get like a royalty check for like five cents. Oh, and that, you know, that's from it. some that's music it, yeah. from twenty years ago that's still floating around the internet. You know, it's totally not worth it. But also, like, no, that's worth it. Are you kidding me? A five cent royalty check? That's worth it. <laughs> I, I'd pay. I'd pay five dollars a month to get a five cent I royalty did. check. I did at some point uh, when I was in the band uh, when we first submitted and and got our first uh, royalty check from uh, ASCAP. Uh, I put it in this crappy plastic frame, right? It's kind of like when you go into business and you get your first, first dollar, dollar, right? You know, you put that. So that's who a memento. pays it though? Who's the one giving you the royalties? I mean, are it you comes, showing up on? So ASCAP does something bars. and configures, you know, figures out yeah. how many plays you got and how to divide those pennies amongst. But is uh, that on like Spotify? Um, some of it's internet based, yeah. right? Internet radio, that kind of a thing. Uh, we did, uh, we did some album release stuff where uh, I appeared on some other DJs shows and you know the new release show that kind of a thing we were also on a, a local radio station there they do a thing called loud and local mm-hmm. it's like the local rock and metal bands and whoever you know whoever's turn it is gets yeah, bars to and restaurants have to have a, and, an ASCAP license yeah, usually sure, right, they'll right. get shut down I've seen it and happen. so uh, you know we got onto things like early on I figured out how to get us onto Pandora like before right. Pandora was a household name I was like oh we gotta get in on this and uh, so I was able to get us there. So there's some, you know, royalties that come from that, uh, you know, that yeah, kind you of know, thing. A, so a penny here, a penny there, it yeah. adds up. Yeah, and if you look at like the breakdown of it, that's exactly what it is. It's like you know, point zero four, right? You know, cents, yeah. right? From like this one play at this or or point zero zero two, Ooh. right? Like you know, they're breaking it down into thousands of cents. <laughs> you know, to it's it's just bizarre. So I think the. I don't remember how much it was. I want to say it was like a dollar thirty six was our first royalty wow. check. Nice, that's big. Yeah, a dollar. Like it cost probably more for them to print the thing and like spend the postage to mail sure. it to yeah. us. Sure, sure. You know, then, I still have a I still have a bank account. I think with five cents in it, and I get a, a statement every month mailed to me for forty five cents. They spend forty five cents a month to mail me a statement with a account five that cents. has five cents in it or something. And you like can't that. stop them. The crypto exchanges are for lack of a better expression, a necessary evil, right? They're the on-ramp, right. if you will, to cryptocurrency. Most people, their first experience in cryptocurrency is buying some. 
And I think that that's the wrong way to go about it. I think your first cryptocurrency experience should be earning it. Right. Perform a service, you mm-hmm. know, create a product. Or sell something to someone. Sell something you, you already you know, have a garage sale, crypto only. Right, crypto only, yeah. Right? I, I don't right. know. Like, the, uh, there's many right. ideas that you can have, but I think earning it. Uh, it's wintertime right now in New Hampshire and many other places. Like, you know, how about, uh, yeah, I'll shovel your driveway for some crypto, you know? Right. But you got to get those people into the crypto. Yeah. But you, you but like you said, you just got to take it off of the, the exchange, put it into Edge Wallet. Well, the amount of monitoring that, uh, you know, government and banking uh, are doing to people, like the whole $600 transaction right. kind of thing. And that well, that's why I quit. Like, like, the less you transact in government money, the safer you are. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> you know, if you can earn and, uh, you know, sort of buy and sell within your own community of people, uh, yeah, either with crypto or with goldbacks. Loving the gold. Uh, you know, you are a much safer person because you're going to be less monitored in your transactions. Right. Overall. And what is the monitoring of your banking transactions anyway by a government? What would you call that? Would you call it totalitarianism? Is that a component of totalitarianism? It, it, it probably leads right to the doorstep of totalitarianism. It does seem like information they don't need to know. And I suspect that. Uh, the Canadian truckers would probably call it totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A definition of totalitarian. Of or relating to a political regime based on subordination of the individual to the state. That <laughs> sounds like where we live. And strict control of all aspects of the life and productive capacity of the nation, especially by coercive measures such as censorship and terrorism. <laughs> what? That, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, weird. Uh, this from FEE.org, FEE.org, 14 signs of totalitarianism. That's Ooh. all. That's the only amount they could come up with. <laughs> the subheading, some of these techniques are playing out before our eyes. eyes. <laughs> we all know the cons of Twitter, but one of the pros is discovering new and interesting people. One of my favorite new follows is Benjamin Carlson, a public relations guru and former editor at The Atlantic. Carlson's tweets are among the best you'll find on Twitter, and he clearly has a keen understanding of the intersections between media and government, power and propaganda, both current and historically. Private and public levers of power are used to enforce adherence to state dogmas. Well, that's uh, fascism. Private lev- levers of power. That sounds like Private Twitter. and public levers okay. yeah, That's power. fascism, yeah. Are used to enforce adherence to state. Uh, how about uh, the entire COVID thing? <laughs> right. How about that, right? That's a prime example of that. Collusion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number 13. Harsh legal enforcement against unfavored classes. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Look at the uh, disproportionate amount of black people who are in prisons. Okay. All right. Uh, any other examples? Uh, Harsh January 6th legal enforcement people, against uh, unfavored I, I classes? Well, uh, libertarians, libertarians. Uh, you know, are certainly not uh, widely liked. And I have this article here that, uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but from Newsweek, the first line the FBI is conducting three times as many domestic terrorism investigations as it was five years ago. Wow. With 70%, 70% of its open cases 
focused on civil unrest and anti-government activity, according to FBI documents and government specialists. So if that doesn't say libertarians and MAGA people or whatever, yeah. I don't know what does. Yeah, your red hat MAGA people. On That's January very, 6th. very telling, too, that uh, now the people of the U.S. are considered the enemy. They're They're not trying to protect the people of the U.S. from tyranny. They're bringing tyranny to you, serving it up to you, on a silver platter by in the, front of your face. By the pound. By the pound, yeah. <laughs> by the, a la carte. Yeah, Enjoy uh, the buffet. <laughs> Totalitarianism. Totalitarian buffet. <laughs> exactly. All you can eat. It's not all you want to eat. <laughs> it's all you can eat. <laughs> They're like holding your mouth open, right. shoving it down your throat, right. stepping on your face right. with a giant boot. Yeah, it's like like Homer in, in, in hell with the donuts. <laughs> they ran out of donuts. <laughs> the devil ran out of donuts. Uh, Number 12. Extra legal actions are condoned against internal regime opponents. Wow, those are fighting words. Uh, January 6th? Yeah. Is that an example? Yeah. Extra legal actions are condoned against internal regime opponents. Because the January 6th commission or whatever they put together isn't exactly legal. I mean, it's not a, I wouldn't call it a kangaroo court. Number 11. Entire classes singled out for persecution. Have we seen this? Hmm. Well, uh, I'm sure that every class would claim that they were, right? Um, you know, they they. Well, what is a class of person? Well, financially, uh... financial is probably the first thing you should go to with yeah. class. Yeah. And I'm sure the underclasses would argue that they are singled out for persecution, yeah. but the upper classes would do the same. You know, the vast majority of Tax revenue comes from the upper classes. Mm-hmm. So they're being extorted by their standard, too. Now, if you're talking about classes and groups of people, you know, this uh, minorities, as they're called. Well, what about the unvaccinated? Yeah. Would that be a class of people singled out for persecution? During, I feel like during it is. COVID? Mm. Yeah, but 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 those but that mindset fits into all uh, financial classes, it's true. social classes. It's true. Um, so it's it's probably a side, um, I don't know, symptom. What would it be of a class? Uh, side effect. A side effect. I know. Myocarditis. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it sounds like uh, you know, like a, a chronic elderly. Oh, my old carditis <laughs> acting up again. It's my old yeah. gr- I got grotting on my feet. Don't walk so fast. <laughs> my old carditis is acting up. Uh, <laughs> number ten. Propaganda targets enemies of the state regime. Oh, all the anti-cryptocurrency propaganda that we've seen. Right? We we know that uh, cryptocurrency is an enemy of the state regime. Mm-hmm. The state is afraid of cryptocurrency and what it might do to them as an organization because it has the ability to replace bureaucracy entirely. Well, I think they're they might be trying to co-opt it though. Like, oh, FTX bad. Look at all the bad stuff. Like, oh, it's bad. Don't touch it. It's not good for you. While in the background, they're probably accumulating. Possibly. I don't know. The the Fed is probably adding it to their uh you know, to their quantitative uh, easing. Yeah, I wouldn't claim that um uh, that FTX was an obvious uh, overt op mm-hmm. by the government, but if it isn't, well, it ought to be. You know, I mean, right now the dollar hasn't been in worse shape in decades. No, ever really, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think, think maybe... it has less value today than 
ever. That's true, but it's also accepted more widely around the world. Um, but, you know, not as good as it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right. But when you get off the petrodollar, that's when the, the real... That's it, when it's it, going to be disastrous. That's yeah. going to be disastrous because, you know, we make a lot of money making money or <laughs> printing money or using dollars for oil. Uh, the United States government does, yes. Right. It's true, uh, as well as the banks. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. I just came back from El Paso visiting for two days, and I actually witnessed a, a live active... Uh, oil refinery chimneys uh i mean i mean i they where i live in new mexico we don't have any of that there's not a lot of oil refineries in the u.s yeah but they got them they got the um they got the one that are pumping out um smoke in el paso doesn't surprise me at all that there might be oil refineries Mm -hmm. in texas sarah i have a question before uh, we continue this uh, discussion when you were out in the West Texas town of El Paso, did you fall in love with a Mexican girl? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, just check. No, but no, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> I did find a lot of air pollution that was getting in my eyes while I was on the bus, breathing it all in. And uh, it did. I feel it more in the the winter time when I come there during the Christmas time. That's when I uh, feel it the most. Because uh, I guess that it's what you call it, inversion. The cold air pushes all the air pollution down into the city instead of being um, okay. like aired out. Is, mm-hmm. that what that, is that what it's called? But I know I, it was just awful. And uh, I think I remember seeing these things in, in Los Angeles. I used to live there like when I was when I was 13, like 40 years ago. But of course, um, California—they clean all that up. I don't—I don't think they have any of those in LA County anymore. So, yeah. but if, LA used to be one of the the worst possible smog. smog yeah, just you know, overhang of cloud and that kind but of. But California had the catalytic converter, basically add uh, added to cars, and it went nationwide because as California goes, so goes the nation these days. Exactly. Um, so. Mm. Yeah, but it, I remember LA used to do that, and they used to, and they used to have these chimneys. I remember when I was like a teenager. Are, are you talking about LA. smokestacks, Sarah? Is that what or we're volca- talking volcanoes? About, maybe I'm talking about chimneys, oil refineries, and actually, actually, it was like ten times worse than what I was feeling in, in El Paso. But I remember that. I remember it's like it was the smoke coming out of the refineries, and the. The L.A., it was not a big deal 40 years ago, but they had to. What are they doing now? They stopped all that. They have a lot of regulation. But I remember feeling it's very difficult to open an oil refinery in the United States. And this is the complaint from a lot of the oil companies. You kind of have to be near a population center so that you can have skilled labor to work at the refinery. But nobody likes it because it releases all kinds of stuff that nobody wants in their air. So number nine, semi-organized violence is permitted in some cases. <laughs> so that's the brown shirts they're referring to there in uh, authoritarianism. Mm. I was thinking about the uh, uh, the protest where they burned the police precinct. Yes, uh, mid COVID. That As was I. That was uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Peaceful because, protest. Like, a mostly peaceful, peaceful protest. protest. Yeah, right, 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 right. In Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, whereas, uh, you know, everything was prohibited, everybody was locked down, except for if you went to this particular event. Right. 
If semi-organized violence was permitted. Yeah. No COVID out there. It's a good it's thing to wear a mask up. during something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to get identified. Was, it's amazing how the FBI's managed to swoop up everybody who was even tertiary relate, related to January 6th, but nobody who was related to those uh, you know, riots across the nation. Yep. It's almost as if they don't care. As long as you don't threaten state power, right. no big deal. I love it how, how they, they'll, they'll post something, the news will post something of a, someone who robs a bank and he was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at that every time. Yeah, I, I remember <laughs> when... It's encouraged. I remember when if you walked into a bank wearing a mask, everybody got real uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, real right. quick. And now it's like, well, you're not wearing one? Yeah, right. right. We don't Why trust you. you? Don't trust yeah. you. Uh, number eight. Power is concentrated in inner ring of elite institutions and people. Wow. Have you seen the government? Have you seen the banks? Right. That's it. Big education. Have you seen the media companies? Like, I think there was six. I think we're down to five or four now. Media industrial complex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That that one definitely hits real hard. Uh, Number seven, mass conformity of beliefs (laughs) and behaviors is demanded. Right. You're allowed to be as diverse as you want as long as it isn't diversity of thought. Sorry, make sure you have a Ukraine flag out on your porch. <laughs> right. Or we're going to burn your house down. <laughs> yeah, the. <laughs> there used to be like a, a streak of rebellion running through the people of the United States of America in which, you know, conformity was, was a bit opposed to. You know, it was sort of like, no, we won't conform. And like, that seems to have gone away. Yeah, the pioneer spirit, the rugged individualist. Yeah. It just seems to have gone away. Outside what amazes of- me is that people who are ostensibly educated mm-hmm. somehow believe that now is the time in human history when we have all the good ideas and none of the bad ones. <laughs> right? Like, you may not deviate from my thought process because I am correct. I don't know which bathroom to use, but I am correct. <laughs> Number six, rights, financial, legal, and civil are contingent on compliance. I mean, that's how I understand the government works, right? Yep. <laughs> like, like they're not really rights. They're a temporary set of privileges right? Uh, that uh, they, they allow you to enjoy. You want to keep your restaurant open? You have to wear masks. Yeah. Or we'll shut you down. I don't feel like rights are even talked about by the government anymore. It's just, you know, they, they swear an oath to the Constitution because the Constitution gives them power. But they don't talk about rights at all any longer. I w- just went through two weeks of a federal trial. Yep. Not one time was it suggested that you might have the right to sell Bitcoin because there wasn't a law written about it. However, the U.S. Constitution, the Tenth Amendment, very clearly says, very clearly, any rights not direct, not mentioned in here. Yeah, I don't have it sitting in front yeah, of me yeah. or anything. But uh, any rights not mentioned in this uh, little piece of paper here that we, uh, you know, drummed up and threatened uh, Rhode Island with a blockade if they didn't sign. Right. None by, of this... by a bunch of 18, 19 year olds, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> if, <laughs> like the average founder was, what, 20? They weren't. Yeah, they were yeah, young. They, men. Yeah, they, they were yeah. old, they, for yeah. sure. Uh, they didn't live that long back then. <laughs> so um, any of these rights that aren't mentioned are remanded back to the people and to the states, respectively. Right. And, you know, to best I can tell, the right to to sell Bitcoin, the right. the right to regulate Bitcoin, not not part of the federal government's purview. Yeah. But and and by the way, none of the laws they uh, are using mention Bitcoin at all. Right. Yeah. But somehow 
they've got the right to do it. No one even talks about it. The states don't have rights. We Jerome, South Carolina, online. <laughs> you sound like Curl Magnet, man. Drag us into the 21st century, Jerome. Me host radio. What, what, what's up, Curl Magnet? <laughs> look, this. Look, this. I got something that aggravates me about this soccer. You know, I know it's big. It's worldwide. It's it's global. Wait, soccer or soccer? No, not soccer. So- soccer. No. Okay. You mean hey, football. Football. That's what they call it. <laughs> Goal. What's wrong, what's wrong with soccer, Jerome? Man, that penalty kick, that is such a rig job. Do you know what the dimensions are of that soccer net is? 24 feet wide, yeah. 8 feet high, and 5 feet deep. How is one man supposed to defend that that size of an area against a guy kicking a soccer ball? Yeah, hundred percent. Basically, soccer. You know, soccer. In my opinion, is jump the shark because for the very reason you're talking about. Essentially, almost no points are are scored. <laughs> During the game. Well, so then it must be and pretty then, easy to defend that large of an area if soccer is so low scoring. Well, the, what what the problem is is that then these guys fake injuries, right? Oh, oh. somebody came within three feet of me. And they fall down. They cry. <laughs> and then the, the ref throws, shows the yellow card. They hop right back up, and they're fine. And... Then they get their penalty kick, right? This poor goalie, is he's just got to jump one way or the other. He doesn't know which way it's going to go. If he picks the wrong direction, foop, they go yep. in. You think these, Those uh, are the only points. You think these free kicks are a uh, 50-50 shot? They're, they're a bit less than that, but not much less. Jerome? Look, but I also hate field goal kickers, too, so hey. I got, oh, I love I the field goal kicker. This, oh, this yeah. guy's figured out the whole game of football. By that, right. I mean American football. Field, you know, right, he yeah. jogs on the field. He gives a little wave to the girls. Hello, hello. Look at my tiny little pads. Yeah, three seconds shall, left on the clock. I shall score me some points. <laughs> Poop, off it goes through. And then, and then he jogs back off. The you only, touch him, 15 yards. Uh, the, the only better, I think, position in uh, NFL football is the uh, second or third string quarterback. Why is that? Uh, all you do is no, hold the clipboard. Second string yeah. punter. <laughs> Most, hey, you know what I think? You know what I think? What do you think, Jerome? I think some, someone needs some therapy. You, you need to talk yes. to someone about your problems. But well, we're talking to you right I now. Talk to them about my problems. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> but <laughs> so my problems like, are mirror you your know? problems. <laughs> we are but a What's reflection that? of you, Jerome. Let's go to Dodger calling from Michigan. Dodger, you're on Free Talk Live. All right, now... Uh, First off, uh, my Detroit Lions actually won today uh, because of a missed field goal by the Jets. So, oh. Yeah. So, uh, Is it, Was it, in fact, uh, the two worst-rated uh, football teams in the uh, NFL playing today? Uh, actually, uh, no. They're, uh, actually, the Detroit Lions are an upcoming team awesome. right now that like nobody wants to play. And the Jets are like somebody that made it 
pretty good early in the season and are kind of falling off. So they kind of have different momentums going All right, on. There's whole platforms dedicated to sports. Let's get to Free Talk Live stuff, Dodger. What were you calling about? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, first off, uh, a long-time listener since, uh, since 20, 2013. Thanks. It was Mark that brought me to libertarianism. Awesome. Um, I, I probably, at, at either rate, uh, I think that there is uh, my brother, who is also my roommate, that is so much of a libertarian that he doesn't even realize that he is. Well, uh, first, defend the case. Why is your brother a libertarian uh, but doesn't know? uh, He hates politics. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Libertarianism is a moral stance, uh, to my mind, as opposed to a political stance. So, you know, the... uh, yeah. And I was lamenting uh, uh, during during the break to, to both Mark and Steve Classic here that I I would bet you that almost every libertarian would say something along the lines of like I I didn't know I was libertarian either until somebody explained it to me and I was like that's how I've always yeah. felt. Hmm. Here's your uh, name d- badge. D- d- do you do you mind? Uh, I I know we're coming up on on the top of the hour, but do, do you mind me? Explaining? how I came to libertarianism? I, I don't mind at all. I just want to give people an example of how libertarianism is uh, a moral stance as opposed to a political one. So, for instance, when the uh, you know the whole world's upset about the woke stuff and the uh, cross-dressers reading to the kids in the library, right? Ah! Big problems. Well, DeSantis, the governor of Florida, clearly a conservative, clearly a Republican, comes out and says, we're going to pull Disney's uh, private city you know, tax break. Well, what does one have to do with the other? Nothing. A libertarian would never do such a thing. A libertarian would be like, well, um, I think everybody should have these low taxes, not just Disney. Right. And they wouldn't pull that. They may Mm -hmm. speak out against it, which I certainly do, but the idea of using political power against your political enemies Mm -hmm. isn't really a libertarian thing to do. I had... uh... Uh, Barack Obama signs in my lawn in 2008. Let's just say that. Okay. Were you able to smell what Barack was cooking? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> let's just say that the Hopi changey thing, uh, I mean. Uh, yeah, who doesn't want that? None of it. Uh, none of it benefited me. And then I rocked to away the other side, and I voted for Romney in 2012. Ooh, okay. Wow. And it's been a rough so, life. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was rocking back and forth, and uh, at either rate, uh, I hadn't heard of Ron Paul at the time, and uh, it's probably because, at either rate, uh, looking for confirmation bias. Yeah. Uh, my my Real reason uh, that that I'm calling into the show is to ask. Um, uh, essentially, uh, have you guys uh, ever seen the Boondock Saints? <laughs> I've heard it, heard of it, but no, I haven't this, watched this. Uh, so somebody okay, recently well, online well, put up. Well, well, well essentially, uh, the, the tale is of two Catholic brothers that are just so similar that, like. As they're walking away from anywhere, they light their cigarettes at the same time. Like everything is intertwined. Okay. So that, that that's that's kind of me and my brother, and so we live together. Right. I mean, it just 
kind of makes sense. And uh, he is so anti-political. I suggested, because uh, uh, we're tired of paying rent, I'm like, hey, uh, let's look at New Hampshire. Um, I'm kind of somebody You still that, pay rent in New Hampshire, uh, just so you know. What was that? You still pay rent in New Hampshire. Oh, uh, it's not a utopia. I, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I want to get out of the world's largest mitten. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I'm trying to get out of here. And so uh, what made me think about this is because uh, he is so anti-political. He doesn't pay attention. He, uh, he'll he look at something and I'll just be like, that isn't right. Well, it's entirely possible, Dodger, that your brother is an anarchist. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain of that. Let's go to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Bitchin, just bitchin, thank you. All right. Is that and, it? Uh, That's all you how got? Are the, how, are the, how are all the haters doing tonight? Are we the haters? Haters gonna hate. Lovers gonna love. You're, 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 I don't even want of amongst, none of the above. Thousands of, you're three of the best amongst thousands of others, Mark. Okay. Well, actually, too, Mark isn't that much of a hater. Actually, Mark doesn't qualify. Mark, you don't. You are disqualified as a hater. All right. So don't try. Don't try to claim hater status. You tricked me. I almost lumped you in with. It the, with seems to me the you were the one assigning hater status. So you get to decide. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not assigning. I'm just observing. There's a difference. You're like Schrodinger's hater. Kind of. I don't really follow that, but I'll just play along. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's That's no exactly hate until you it. lift the box up of the uh, uh, from the hater and reveal that there's a hater now, inside the box. Hey, now now I'm starting to follow you. Yes, that's a very good analogy. I like that one, Captain. <laughs> it could go either way with every call I propose. I would suppose, right? It could. It could yes, it could. It could Schrodinger's yes, hate. Yes, Schrodinger's hate. Many, many 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 universes in the free free talk live world. There That'd be a good band name. Universes. Schrodinger's hate. That's good. Schrodinger's hate. Were you calling so, for a reason, David? Government. 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 You know, hey, you know, part of government, uh, this is not what I was calling about, but it just occurred to me, government, is that because they, they make a mint of uh, money? They seem the money to. They, they, well, seem they, they certainly control the minting They of have money. a very profitable little uh, grift that they racket, run. Yeah. yeah. Racket. Bank. Racket, yeah, they're, they're completely illegal. I was, well, let me riff on that. I was going to riff on uh, J- Judge John J. Zamora. Uh, no, not wrong guy. John J. Romero. They see they all thought they're New Mexicans. All like Z- Zamora, Romero. I mean, what's the difference between a Zamora and a Romero? Not much, really. Spelling. Well, it is New Mexico, from... right? Pardon? It's New Mexico, right? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Mark. And yeah. And um. Uh. But although it does behave like old Mexico. Number four on the number. top four signs of totalitarianism. Coming in at number four. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Power is exerted to quash dissent. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Have we seen that? Well, certainly the the January sixth thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it seems like. It, look, and I don't. I guess what I think is funny about the January sixth thing is is that you could look at this as an attack on American democracy, <laughs> or you could look at it as. 
an unauthorized tour of the Capitol building. <laughs> right, while right? it was closed. By, by like old men with canes, right? Yeah. Like, and not using the canes as weapons, but like using them to like get up the stairs to get into the building, right? Yeah. Was, I watched it live on a couple of different, like I had one screen with one YouTube channel, yeah. another screen with another YouTube channel. And I, it was one of the most entertaining things uh, I've seen, not from like a drama perspective or like, oh my God, Instagram. It was like, oh, this is hilarious. This is just like, <laughs> the cops are letting well, them in. Regular there was a man dudes, in a buffalo right? outfit yeah. <laughs> that had taken over the Speaker of the House. Sasquatch Thank God. <laughs> I mean, and the, the way that the politicians of this country were cowering oh. before the people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This was it. This is it. This is the people. And they've now gotten into the house. They're a little upset. Right. They're redressing their government. Right. A government set up on revolution. Yeah. Yep. You know, is terrified of a new one. Well, yeah, because uh, you know, we learned it by watching you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can think of another way power was exerted to quash dissent, and that would be uh, the March sixteenth uh, raid of the Free Talk Live Studios. Now I realize they. They say it's about Bitcoin. Yeah, it's but I think clearly power. not. I think that's power. hogwash. I think that they know that we are uh, perhaps the dissenting radio voice. Uh, I don't know that there's any other radio program that does what we do here at Free Talk Live. So that to me, you know, was an exertion of power to quash dissent. You know, Ian Freeman being, you know the spokesperson if you will for free talk live certainly the spokesperson for dissent yeah indeed uh number three number three number three on the top three signs of totalitarianism the legal system is co-opted by the state well hmm. the legal system and the state are synonymous right Right. the state is the legal we are to believe the judicial system and by the way americans like the judicial system more than they like the executive or the legislative Uh, you know it it still okay. holds a little luster. Uh, but the judicial system is clearly run by the government. What else would you call the state? It's the third branch. Yeah. The um, I, I Again, watching this, uh, this court proceeding carry out over the last two weeks, mm-hmm. I'm reminded that there's no such thing as a fair trial. When Ian loses his case, he goes to prison for X number of years. Mm-hmm. When the state loses its case, nothing happens to them. Right. Nothing bad happens to them. If you could, if you and I gamble and you could lose a million dollars and I can lose nothing, mm-hmm. and I could only gain. You would gamble all the time. Yeah, the I'd gamble all wins. the time. House right. always wins. There's no, uh, you know, it's not a fair trial. Yeah, there's no penalty for them getting it wrong. If one side doesn't lose anything. Right. Agreed. Uh, so, by on. the way, the judges are generally prosecutors. And I will say this, as a 20-year broadcaster, some people have asked me here and there, well, who tells you what to say? I will tell you, no one has ever attempted to hand me talking points. Yeah, on this show, I, like, there is, I speak for myself, uh, from, you know, my own experiences, no, uh, no one is behind me, uh, this is all 100% me. And, and the callers, it's call And the callers, yeah. You yeah. Know. And you can call in. Uh, the, the number's you know right there, 603-283-6160. You can call in and say what you want. We're not going to stop you. you right. know? Yeah, we may, you know, you're only going to be on for so long because that's how call-in radio works. But nonetheless, um, I, I've never been handed, handed these talking points. But someone 
is handing someone talking points. Yeah. I uh, who's the, the 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 libertarian newscaster guy Ben? Um, oh, his name is escaping me right now. Anyway, the, this guy has sort of became famous during Ron Paul. Okay. He began researching and doing these sorts of things, and then he spun off and did his own thing um, at, at some point. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember but, his name. But um, his name, I don't know why I don't remember. Use the magic rectangle. <laughs> well, go right ahead. Okay. Um, see if I can do some show prep in the background here. Right. His name is uh, Libertarian Newscaster <laughs> uh, Ben. ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. He is, uh, you know, this guy, was he was too low on the totem pole to really be ever, he was a, a beat reporter. He'd Shapiro? go out and, no. Oh. Um, and maybe I've got his first name wrong. <laughs> ben Ferguson? Nope. No. I must have it wrong. Anyway. He he was a beat reporter, so he never got handed these talking points. I've just never found anybody in the industry that got the talking points. The number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, Sign of totalitarianism. We've gone through all the other 13. Number one. Nice. It's a long one. <laughs> 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 Thank you. I was waiting for the, the crescendo of the crash symbol, yes. Uh, number one, dissent is equated to violence. Yeah, oh yeah. Give an example. Well, everything's violence now. Everything you say that disagrees with whatever the the narrative is now, it's violence. You're a domestic terrorist. If you disagree with the school board, does they'll, that, they'll bust you. Does that infer that there's feral terrorists? Domestic, uh, I suppose you could have, yeah, feral. Domesticated, um, maybe? Oh, foreign terrorists. Feral terrorists. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. uh, any other examples? Dissent is equated to violence. Like, I mean. Well, if, if you don't take your shot, you're, your grandma's going to die. You're going to kill my family if you don't get your vaccine. Like, I, I haven't had anybody equate me appearing on Free Talk Live and dissenting about the state to, you're a violent man. No, they haven't done that, but um, if you listen to the muggles out there when they talk, mm-hmm. they'll essentially say that anything that disagrees with whatever my narrative is, mm-hmm. is violence. And they act as though it was, until they actually run up upon violence, in which case they don't know what to do with it. Like, there's so little violence in the average American's lives that disagreeing with them is violence. Right? They need an excuse to say that you're yeah, right. So then, no, you know, I, like, pop right in the face. Suddenly, whatever I was saying before that doesn't look like violence. <laughs> so you're talking about, uh, like, there's terms that have come up in my life that were invented recently. One of them that I've never really understood is microaggressions. Mm, yeah, microaggressions. Triggered. You're triggered. What's a microaggression? A microaggression is a little thing that I disagree with. That's it? Yeah, that's all it is. Sarcasm. It's just that's it. Difference of opinion. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, how is that an aggression? Well, they don't use the verbiage the way we do. Oh, okay. But- Everything that I disagree with is violence. <laughs> Everything I disagree with is out of the mouth of a Nazi. You like you are literally ice Hitler. cream, and I like <laughs> raspberry ice cream, and we disagree. Therefore, raspberry ice cream is violence. You're they racist. haven't come to that You're point, but they're getting there. This is from designboom.com. With sci-fi undertones, Hashem El-Ghali envisions the world's first artificial womb facility. Uh, They've got some photos here. And if you've ever seen The Matrix, when uh, Neo wakes up 
in his little pod. That this is, is a giant womb facility. This yeah. is kind of you know what their vision here is. In his latest conceptual video, biotechnologist and film producer Hashim El Ghali takes us on an unsettling yet fascinating tour inside Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility. The AI-powered fictional complex offers future parents a presumably safer alternative to natural childbirth, eliminating the often fatal complications associated with it. Often fatal complications associated with natural natural childbirth. childbirth. Right, yeah. That seems like an exaggeration. Uh, According to the World Health Organization, around 300,000 women die from pregnancy complications. I don't know if that's annually or... I'm sure that... As, as I understand it, now, now we're dr- bringing in third world countries here. Uh, the United States' uh, you know, infant mortality rate is quite low. Uh, Ectolife artificial womb is designed to alleviate human suffering and reduce the chances of C-sections, writes Al Ghali. Instead of a mother pushing painfully with her body, couples are asked to push a button that, quote, births unquote, their incubated child. The project is also designed for women who have had their uterus removed following health issues such as cancer. Uh, Since we're Mm. short on time, uh, they also envision uh, adding CRISPR into the equation here. Okay. CRISPR is the gene modification. Correct. So uh, you're a man and a woman. You want to have a kid. Uh, You don't have to do it the natural way. Uh, you can just uh, take a sperm and an egg from each of the two, uh, put them into this incubator, uh, and it will grow a baby for you in a simulated womb environment. Uh, they, of course, allow the parents to, you know, like talk and, you know, be around and play music and, you know, all that kind of stuff into things, yeah. into this artificial womb pod. But then they also offer CRISPR services, which is like, oh, do you have a history of mental illness? Well, let's check yeah, that gene yeah. out of there or or let's edit that gene or, you know, a history of some other illness or some deformity. What hair color physical. do you want? Yeah, you know, these kind of things. It's, it's all, just all a march kind of towards transhumanism. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.